Lekut HaSicha is Chelek Tezvav, the Sicha on Tevis, a summary of the Sicha. The Shchedesh Tevis always comes out in the middle of Hanukkah, so there must be a connection between Hanukkah and the days, uh, the days of Tevis and Hanukkah, since the head of the, of the month, which contains all the days of the month, is always in the middle of Hanukkah, so Hanukkah must be connected to every part of Tevis. There's also two outstanding days during the month of Tevis, which is the fast day of Asarba Tevis and the Yartzeit of Dal Tereba and Chabdala Tevis. So they too must be connected to the days of Tevis as well. So there's something about these two days which express the general theme of Tevis. What, is, what do we know about Tevis? Our sages tell us that Esther was taken to meet with Achashverish. Uh, intimately meet Achashverosh in the month of Tevis. So they learn from, the, they say that the reason is because Tevis is the coldest day of the month, the coldest month of the year. So that's a time when bodies ex- enjoy close proximity to other bodies for the warmth. And that's why that's when she was taken. Since everything in the physical ex- evolves from its spiritual source, so what does Tevis represent in its spiritual source? That just like there is a... Havaya is, rep, is uh, expressed by the sun. Shemesh Havaya. Because the Pasuk says, Shemesh Umogen Havaya Elokim. So the Shemesh, the sun, is Havaya. The Elokim is the concealment of the sun. The Mogen, the shield that surrounds it. So the sun represents Havaya. Warmth, intensity of the sun represents when there is great revelation of godliness in the world. That happens during the summer months. Whereas in the month of Tavis, in the winter months, when there is no very little sun, the warmth of the sun doesn't come down to the world, that's because there is no revelation of godliness happening in the world. That's the reason that it's cold physically. During the month of Tavis, which is the absolute coldest day of the month, that is the most intense time when there is a lack of revelation of Havaya in the world. In the summer months, when there is a greater revelation of godliness, it, by definition, it's easier for a Yid to be able to serve Hashem properly because there is this aura and atmosphere of godliness in the world as expressed by the warmth of the sun. So it's easier to serve Hashem in the, in the month of te, in the winter months. It's more difficult in the month of Tevitz. It's the most difficult, and that's why the avoda that a yid does in the month of Tevitz, and if we do it properly, because we have no help from the Shemesh Havaya, we have to do it all in darkness. That's why the Eibushter uh, enjoys, appreciates that avoda much more than the Aveda which is done during the summer months. And that's what the meaning of guf nenem and aguf. Guf is just like by a husband and a wife, they enjoy each other's company in the month of Tevis. Hashem enjoys, Hashem who is the husband and the, the Yidin which are the wife, Hashem enjoys the wife's company more during the month of Tevis because that's when the Yidin express their dedication through doing, serving Hashem, even though they have no assistance, no help from a revelation of godliness. We have to do it in the deepest of darkness, and the deepest of cold. And the way the Chachamim express it, that haguf nenem and haguf, the body enjoys the body, is also very particular because the, what that means is, the way a Yid serves Hashem with his guf, 
is what Hashem and what aspect of Hashem? The aspect of Hashem which relates to the guf. There is also some aspect of Hashem which relates to the term guf, enjoys it more, as we'll, be, as we'll explain now. Just as in the, the world in general there is summer and winter, so also in the small, the small world, which is the guf, the, the person, the, the human, there is also winter and summer. Winter is summer is the time when which is the neshama. The neshama expresses illumination, warmth, kedusha, holiness. Winter is represented by the guf, which is a concealment of the warmth and holiness and godliness. During the summer months, when there is a great intensity of godliness in the world, that's when the neshama is able to do its avoda. That's when the neshama does its avoda. It's close to godliness, and the neshama is able to express itself. During the winter, when there is a concealment of godliness, that's when the guf has to kick in. That's when the guf, which is used to and is part of concealment, that's when it does its aveda and it finds itself in its own element. There is concealment, the guf is able to work within concealment. In fact, tevis is the, the time when the guf is able to do its work the most because tevis being the coldest month means that different than the other months of the winter when there is still a little bit of warmth at least which means that a somewhat of the Shemesh of the godliness is still to be felt can still be sensed in the world and therefore that means that the Shama is assisting the Guf to do its Aveda but in the, during the time of Tevis when there is no warmth at all it's the absolute coldest that's when there is no Eire Neshama anymore at all. It's not able to function at all. The guf has to illuminate itself all on its own without any help from the Neshama. Similar to the story that the Friedrich Rebbe told in the name of the Tzemach Tzedek about the Baal Shem Tev, but one time the Baal Shem Tev liked light. He always liked that there should be light. And one time in the middle of the winter there was no candles. They couldn't, they couldn't, didn't buy, they didn't, couldn't afford or whatever. They didn't have candles. So the Hashem Tev told him to go outside and take the icicles that were hanging from the roof and to bring them in and light the icicles. So they did that and the icicles burnt and they provided light. And the, the Tzemach Tzedek said that the Talmidim, Chassidim and Talmidim of the Baal Shem Tev, they were able, that even ice was able to be illuminated, was able to provide illumination. Not that the ice melted and was no longer ice and therefore was able to provide illumination. No, the ice, as it remained ice, was able to provide illumination. Similar to what we're saying here, that the guf, without any help from the neshama, the guf, which is, represents concealment, should express warmth and kedusha and holiness. How is it that a guf is able to illuminate? Where should a guf take the ability to illuminate? And the reason is because... The guf expresses atzmos, the essence of Hashem. The neshama expresses only that which is called the revelations from Hashem. And that's why a guf functions better with illumination and surrounded by illumination. But the guf, because it comes from the essence of Hashem, that's what Hashem chose when He chose a yid was the guf. And therefore the guf connects to the essence of Hashem and doesn't need illumination to be able to function properly. Even in the deepest concealment and the deepest cold, the guf is able to illuminate as well because it draws on the essence of Hashem, which is not limited to 
being able to function only in illumination. It can uh, function in darkness too and bring illumination through that. And that's what the meaning of guf nenem and guf, at least the Hasidic interpretation of guf nenem and guf. Guf means the essence, the essence of Hashem enjoys the guf, the concealment that is that the guf can function in and still still insists to provide light and warmth and kedusha. That's what Atmos enjoys the most. Not when the neshama is able to illuminate, but when the guf and the darkness is able to illuminate. And this happens best in darkness, in concealment. Because how do you reach Atmos? How do you reach beyond Hishtalshalos? How do you reach beyond creation? That is when you are in darkness and in the cold. That's when the guf, you have to draw on that which comes from the essence itself. And that's the connection between Tevis and the days of Hanukkah. Because the lights of Hanukkah are different than the lights of the Beis Amigdash. The lights of the Beis Amigdash, once the Beis Amigdash was destroyed, the lights of the Beis Amigdash were no longer lit. Whereas the lights of Hanukkah, they are lit even after the destruction of the Beis Amigdash. They don't stop because the lights of the Beis Amigdash, they come through Seder Ishtal and you need the proper conditions and the proper keli for it to be able to illuminate. If you don't have the Beis Amigdash, if it's a time of golus and concealment, they long, no longer work. Whereas the lights of Hanukkah draw on what the Pasuk says, Vahavayi Yagiya Choshki. Hashem will illuminate the darkness. The darkness should shine. That's what Hanukkah is able to approach. Hanukkah is meant to illuminate the darkness outside. That's why they have to be put at the Pesach Beisai Mibachutz. They have to be placed at the door to the outside so that it can illuminate the darkness of the outside which is very similar to the idea of what Tavis is, that the, the darkness itself has to illuminate, the guf has to be illuminated from within itself. In a general sense, this is the difference between the way things function when the Beis Amigdash exists and the, during the time of Golos. The time of the Beis Amigdash is a time of light in which things have to work in their normal, say, their Shalshalos way, whereas in the Golos we, we go transcend that, we go beyond that, and we reach into the Atmos to be able to illuminate the Golos as well. And that's why Asarba Tevis is in Tevis. That's why the fast, because the fast of Asarba Tevis is when all the trouble started by the siege with the, which they, they surrounded Yerushalayim, and that's where it started and that's what led to the ultimate Golos. So that happens in Tevis too when it leads to the time when the Eibishtin enjoys the Avaid of the Yidden even more, as we said. This idea of cold is, it finds itself, also exists within the character of the person. What is the cold of the character of the person? Seichel, intellect, human intellect, as the expression goes, there's nothing as cold as natural human intellect. It, it abhors passion. Intellect abhors passion, feeling, warmth. What did Chassidus come to accomplish? The Alter Rebbe. He taught that you can take the warmth of holiness and the amuna and belief in God and understanding God and introduce it to Seichel. You can warm up Seichel, you can make Seichel shine and be filled with the warmth of Kedusha. And that's why the, the uh, Yorzeit of the Alter Rebbe, when a Yorzeit is the time when all the Yavayda and everything that 
the person did throughout his lifetime reaches its crescendo, it reaches its high point, happens in Tevis when the Alter, because the Alter Rebbe through Chsidus was able to bring warmth even to the Seichel, which is the coldest thing within the human exp- uh, experience.